What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and T. Well, it is Ronald Jones week, or if you're not quite as lucky, if you're in a deeper league, happy Kalen Balaj week! Welcome to the show. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the show. Happy Zach Pascal week. That's not bad. He's like 25% out. That's better. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Waiver wire time. Week 10, baby. Week 10. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. How you guys feeling about waivers this week? I don't think it's so bad. Good names. Yeah. Yeah. Not so bad this week. Yeah, it's good. DSTs, there are, you know, the two of them maybe. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's two great ones. Two great ones, and then there's like that Giants Jets game. That's kind of interesting. That's it. That's what. That's like Giants Dolphins or Jets Dolphins last week. We're we're gonna have some high fantasy expectations for that game. Hopefully, it won't let us down. Uh, all right. So you know the deal. Mark Walton suspended for four games. Uh, Preston Williams out for the year. Uh, obviously, Ronald Jones, Bruce Arians calling him the starter, saying he's going to get more work. Le'Veon Bell had an MRI on his knee, and at the same time, Ty Montgomery got dinged up in that game at Miami. So the injuries and suspensions are going to play a role in the waiver wire, and Kareem Hunt is going to have a role, according to Freddie Kitchens. I'm going to give you some players who have noteworthy schedules coming up, both good and bad. Here's your stat of the week before we get into the waivers. Um, the stat of the year, I guess. The Cowboys outscored the Giants 34-9 to after the Black Cat appeared on the field. So, these <laughs> A.K.A. Are, Zoe. Yeah, right. Well, we, these are things we can't plan for in fantasy, you know? Like, it just makes our job very difficult. By this week, uh, Houston, New England, Denver, Washington, Jacksonville, and Philadelphia. So, of course, guys, we'll do the top three at each position uh, in a little bit. But just overall, waiver wire priorities. Who are we looking at, Jamie? I mean, if you can still get Ronald Jones, you know, the fact that Bruce Arians said what he said, you know, um, is is a good indication that hopefully he continues to get the work because we've sort of been down this path before, you know, with Jones. If you go back to week three and week four, when he was trending in the right direction, it seemed like he was going to take over. And then it went two games of him with a combined 13 carries. So hopefully this is a, a commitment to him. And, and that's something I think that would be nice to see, especially with a matchup against Arizona this week. and. You know, if you're just looking ahead, week 15 against the Lions, week 16 against the Texans, those are two good matchups if he continues to play like this. Um, the receivers, I think, are the more interesting ones just because there's three, I think, that could be uh, startable this week. Uh, Devontae Parker has been very consistent. You have Jameson Crowder, who 
Shockingly enough, his ownership percentage did not change from one week to the next, despite you know uh, touting him last week. And he had a great game against Miami. Has another favorable matchup against the Giants. And then Zach Pascal. You know, I think just looking at his setup as you know, he didn't really distance himself in terms of targets, but he certainly distanced himself, I think, in terms of production. And he's been the most consistent secondary Colts receiver. So as long as T.Y. Hilton's out, I think you could buy into that. Dave, is there anyone you'd like to add? Ronald Jones, Zach Pascal, Jamison Crowder. Um, who did I miss? Devontae Parker? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Devontae Parker should belong in there too, just like Jamie said. What about if you're streaming quarterbacks, Brian Hoyer? Now, he's probably not the best one that you can find off the waiver wire, but he does play Miami, and I still believe that any quarterback against Miami has a chance to get you some good fantasy points. So Heath brought up a good point on the video show yesterday about Hoyer, that what the Colts tend to do offensively is, you know, be conservative if they have the opportunity to. And, you know, even Brissett, though Brissett's had some good games along the way, he hasn't had a lot of pass attempts. And they could just run on the Dolphins. Because now you're, you're talking about they're down Preston Williams, they're down Mark Walton. Are they going to allow Hoyer to throw 26 times like we saw in this game last week? For Was 26 or 36? 26 times? Um, That's not, I mean, you know, 26 I, times? Yes, I think he'll throw 26 but, times. But that was, that threw, was, uh, they might not have to. That, it's that, entirely possible. That was but, in a game where they're chasing points. I, I just thought it was an interesting point that yeah. he made that, you know, they don't probably have to do very much to win this game. So are they going to let the backup quarterback who had obviously some good moments with three touchdowns, but mm-hmm. also had, you, you know, the, the flaw of the pick picks the other way? Well, then, quite I, frankly, I, I think the Dolphins. Yeah, go ahead. Adam. That that should maybe scare you a little bit off Zach Pascal because look, right? There was that game against the Chiefs. Pascal's played two games without T. Y. Hilton. One of them was a was a disaster because all they did was run against the Chiefs, and one of them was really good because uh, they were trailing. But only twenty six pass attempts for Brian Hoyer in that game, and Pascal still came through. I don't remember how many Jacoby Brissett threw. Sure, but I mean, Pascal only had five targets in this game anyway, and it's not like uh, I, I wouldn't take him as the first receiver off the no. board. Right. No. Well, Crowder Crowder just has amazing matchups coming up. Um, I love so, Crowder if Le'Veon's out. I don't care either way. Yeah. I just I mean, it's been pretty obvious. Anytime Sam Darnold has a chance to have any measure of success, Crowder's going to play well. Mm. And Sam Darnold's going to be... Look, people need quarterbacks. Six teams on by. Sam Darnold's going to be someone we talk about as well. Uh, Fab, how no, much... not really. <laughs> well, look, it, I think that... You know what? I think that you'd be singing a different tune if that sequence... With Ryan Griffin wasn't different. That's a, that's an eight point sure. swing, you know, and a twenty point that's game. True. He he's he stinks. The team stinks. I know, the but the Giants come on. Problem. How bad are the Giants? Uh, Giants so, had a very good first half. The black the cat. cat. Show up. Yeah, the they, cat. They, they, man. they win the game. <laughs> Giants. You know, actually, the Giants DST they have tw- three sacks per game in every game, not against the Cowboys. So I think that they might actually be a worthwhile streamer this week. Um, yeah, more, yeah. More on that later. Uh, so, how much fab are we looking at here? Start with Ronald Jones, and then everyone else. I think I think we're at the point in the year where if you haven't shot your shot yet, it's time to shoot. And if you need a running back, and Ronald Jones is out there, you spend a lot, almost whatever you have left, save for a few bucks if you want to try and compete for guys later on in the in the year. Um, I don't think you can do the same thing with Devonte Parker. I think it's kind of crazy to spend. 20 plus percent of your fab on him. Um, and if you need a tight end, Gerald Everett, maybe you can spend around 10, 12% on him. Other than that, I don't know if there's really a guy that I think is worth even 10% of fab. So uh, I'm sorry, Dave, I was looking something up. Did you say Gerald Everett? 
by I any did. chance? Uh, you did or you did 59%. Yeah, I think he's oh, well worth it. Yeah, he's got He's worth great. like 12%. It just depends uh, on how desperate you are tight end. If, if you're in a competitive league. I, I don't know. Oh, people I don't know about him. that. Because I mean, people dropped him. No, I don't, dropped, I don't if, think if people are going to spend If you're in a competitive 15, league, nobody dropped him. But if there's a situation where you're looking at him with Brandon Cook now out, you have to spend the money on him because he's going to be good. I don't know if that's a guarantee or not. And there are some other tight, tight ends. End, there's no guarantee. Of course. So all the more reason why you shouldn't spend so much. But he's the best one out there, and I don't think it's close. I agree with that. So that's why I'm okay spending double-digit fab on him. I'm not going to spend double-digit fab on guys like Mike Kosicki, Ryan Griffin, Noah Fant. you got to wait a week to get him back. All those other guys are more speculative anyway, although Kosicki has been involved in that Dolphins offense no, three of the last four weeks. worth it now because now you have Preston Williams up. Right, well, but I mean, like, how, spend how good is he going to be? Right? Oh, you don't have to spend a lot on him at all. I, I, don't, but, I agree. But, but the thing with Everett is he's proven that he could be a weekly starter for you, so you go get him if you can. Agreed. Okay. 12%. I do want you to... You won't get him that way. I, I see. I don't know about that. Like, you really think... You really think Gerald Everett's going for more than 12% of a... Vermaid? I don't It doesn't matter. They, it's, so, it's so speculative with what we're talking about here because so many, every league is different. The, yeah. The, the leagues where, where people are going to go get him already probably have him ready, so it's not worth discussing. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know about that because he's, he's 59% owned, right? Or whatever it is. And I think I, and people, and people in competitive leagues definitely dropped him. Would you spend more on Gerald Everett or the Colts DST? Because Colts play the Dolphins, figure the Dolphins Everett. DST. I think I would too, but I think it's kind of close. Well, I'm going to tell you about Gerald Everett. Uh, he's got five of his next seven matchups are against teams that are currently in the bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. You go, you look a little bit more closely. That doesn't mean that every week these teams are bad against tight ends. Sometimes they've had really tough matchups. They've played really good tight ends. But um, he's got a very favorable schedule going forward in Gerald Everett. So, you know, keep that Brandon in mind Cooks may well. not play anytime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I, talk, think talk, helps, talk, I think that helps. You're talking about a guy that could be a top 10 tight end rest of the way. You go get him if you get the chance to. It doesn't matter what it costs you. Don't you think that helps Josh Reynolds more than it does no, Gerald Everett? It, no, no? It, it helps Reynolds, but I don't think it's going to make him better than than whatever it has been. He's been involved in the offense with Cooks on the field. Okay, I think if you need a tight Let, end, you hold spend on, it though. on Everett, and if you need a receiver, you go get Reynolds. <laughs> last but I thing, think they're both interesting. Last thing about Everett here, because you just said go get him no matter what it costs. I I think that's a little strong. He's had three good games this year. They've been against Tampa Bay, Seattle, and Atlanta. You know, it doesn't get that. It doesn't get much better than that. When you go compare him to say Greg Olson, who had like two good games this year and was against Tampa Bay and Arizona, it's just a lot of things that play with with Everett. Get him, but all right, like twelve percent. I mean, I think that's pretty. I think I think okay. We're just gonna leave it at that with Gerald Everett. Apparently, I didn't realize he would be so controversial. So um, noteworthy <laughs> schedules: Jamison Crowder, sixty percent owned, and we're talking the Giants, the Redskins revenge game, the Raiders. The Bengals, the Dolphins, the and then the Ravens and the Steelers. It gets tough later, but whatever. Who cares? Worry about that in weeks 15 and 16. Crowder's schedule is great. Devontae Parker's, on the other hand, not so great. Devontae Parker's at the Colts this week. They've done pretty well against Sutton and Juju Smith-Schuster the last two weeks. They're getting better defensively. Then he gets Buffalo. Then he's at Cleveland. And then it gets better for Parker. But in the short term, I don't know. Look, he was pretty solid, I think, against uh, one tough matchup. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... Uh, you know, like, it's not great for him. At Buffalo. Buffalo, that's what it was. Thank you. Uh, Gerald Everett, I mentioned. Jared Cook also has good matchups coming up, including this week against Atlanta. They've allowed four touchdowns in their last four games to tight ends. And quarterbacks, it's hard to find a, a streaming quarterback that has a lot of good matchups, but Kyle Allen, this week's okay. 
Atlanta at New Orleans, Washington at Atlanta in weeks 11, 12, 13, and 14 for Kyle Allen. Look at the graphics, when guys. Drop, when here. people drop Derek Carr, that's the one you want to get. Okay. Yeah, Kyle, like, look at the graphics, guys. Every time I bring up a new team, they got their schedule ready to go. Good job, video crew. And make sure you're watching on youtube.com slash fantasy football today. So let's get to the big news here. And uh, Le'Veon Bell with the MRI on his knee. Who is the Jets running back to target if there is one? And do we know anything about this situation? And, and again, I mean, the Jets just have talked about it a lot. They have great matchups coming up. Did it matter? No, not really. But, uh, well, he was actually great in PPR. Let's, let's say that. But anyway, yeah. Jets, Jets running backs. Yeah, it'd be Bilal Powell. I mean, he's passed Ty Montgomery at this point as the second guy. And would it be good? Probably not. But, um, you know, if, if you're talking about him in comparison to Kalen Balaj, if we know that Bell's out, I'd rather have Powell than mm-hmm. Balaj. How come Anybody Powell? Balazs. How come Powell over Montgomery? Well, he's just passed in the last two games. I mean, yeah, he's been the one operating as the second guy. Montgomery got banged up in their last game too. Yeah. Okay. So, so if Powell. you can't play, that's hard to get fantasy points if you can't play. If Hashtag you, Azer fantasy. If picks. you knew, let look. We might get an update on Le'Veon Bell hopefully on Tuesday, but after this show is finished. So, if you knew Le'Veon Bell was out. How much are we talking? Like, how big of a priority is Blah Powell? Yeah, I'd put him. Uh, if you need somebody for this week, I'd probably put him third behind McKissick, unless the Lions add somebody. Okay, but Do I'd rather th- have like if I'm if I'm just picking up running backs, I'd still rather stash those guys. Do you think it's a timeshare between him and Montgomery if Bell's out? If Bell's out and Montgomery's healthy, you'll probably see some of Montgomery. But Palau, Palau will probably be the main guy. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, if if he's the main guy, you know, you look at like Jalen Samuels caught thirteen passes. Why can't Palau yeah. Powell be a must-start PPR guy? He could be. He could absolutely be a good flex and uh, low end number two PPR. But I think people would have a tough time trusting him one because. Bilal Powell, we, we've been in this spot with him before, and he's let us down. And number two, that Jets squad is just so bad. They're, yeah, they're Especially not running the ball. Like, if, if Le'Veon had a hard time running, I don't see how Bilal Powell is going to go out there and tear it up. Okay, Bruce Arians said Ronald Jones are more playing time. And, like, what, what do you guys think about him going forward? Some good mm-hmm. matchups, some bad matchups, not involved in the passing game. Well, he did have two catches last week, so that that's hopefully something that could... Second time in four games, he said. Start, start to turn yeah. a little bit. Um, I mean, they're not a very good rushing offense, clearly. So I, I don't like... One of Heath's, believe it or not, topics on the show yesterday was he's a startable fantasy running back. And, and I just... I took issue with the word startable. Like, I think he's somebody that you want to add. I think he's somebody that you want to have on your team just to see if this happens. But we've been fooled by this once. Again, weeks three and week four, he was good. The workload seemed to be trending in the right direction. And then all of a sudden they went back to a timeshare again and it was it was frustrating. Now that was at sort of the point when the offensive line started to fall apart too. So take that into account. But it's just not an offense that I think is going to be, okay, let's line up and, you know, run our run our guy twenty times. It's just, you know, their defense is gonna let them down. They're gonna be chasing points. It's uh he's not a, a, a premier pass catcher in that, you know, role that you typically think of. So uh, I, I think, you know, flex, yes. This week with the teams on a bye in the match against Arizona, he's startable. But you know, Rest of the way for sure, guaranteed. No. Kareem Hunt is 78% owned. 
and he's he's coming back this week, and he's going to have a role. So Ronald Jones or Kareem Hunt? Jones. Yeah, Jones. Kalen Balazs or Kareem Hunt? Hunt. Uh, I'll take Balazs just with the hope that he gets, you know, 15 touches. I don't think that's going to be this, the scenario for Hunt. So he'll get like 30 yards on 15 touches? He might, but I mean, he has scored twice this year. Yeah, look, I mean, the yards per carry is so low for him. He's averaging two yards per carry, Kalen Balazs, but a lot of his work has been short yardage. So you look at last year, he had a good yards per carry, but he had one 75-yard run. You take that away. Exactly. Everything three, else was 3.6. Like 3. Yeah, well, I think it was 3.6 yeah. yards per carry. So okay, he, he doesn't appear to be that good. And um, he's got the Colts, who've been very good against running backs lately. Then he gets the Bills and, and the Browns, and they've been bad against running backs lately. And then the Eagles, who are very good. That would be the four games that If you, if you want to just take a look in deeper leagues, you know, Miles Gaskin could be somebody that they, they take a look at. Now, he hasn't played at all this season. They've actually gone with Patrick Laird, who's the other guy that they have uh, as their running back, the two the two depth guys. But Laird plays on special teams, so yeah. if they're gonna, you know, maybe give somebody a chance, it could be Miles Gaskin. So I don't I don't think you go anywhere, you know, close to getting excited about Kalen Balaj. But you know, if you're just looking at total workload and the chance of him just, you know, falling into some decent yardage totals with potentially scoring, you know, that's kind of what you're hoping for with Balaj. Would you drop Ty Johnson for Kalen Balaj? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, but I'd rather have McKissick over both. Yes. Why? Why? McKissick had... Because what? the because... way this offense is going to operate, they're going to use him in the passing game. You know, he's not going to yeah, get actually... a, a lot of touches, but, uh, you know, again, you're talking about four to five catches on a week-to-week basis if things go right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's it's kind of format-specific. I think PPR versus non-PPR. He actually looked good running the football, too, on Sunday against Oakland, but he might he might get the next opportunity if they don't sign somebody this week. Okay, Adam Thielen, do you think he's going to play this week? No. Doesn't sound like it. They have their bye coming up in week 12, so. Or, excuse me, week 11. 11. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is. No, it sounds like he's done. Done, yeah. Yeah, you most, can drop you He can has drop surgery. Deshaun. Well, Adam Thielen, they have their bye coming up in week 12, I thought. I got them at Dallas, then. De- no, that can't be right. No, uh, they, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Yeah, okay, week 12. Week 12 yeah. yeah, so they have two games before they're by. Um, Paris Campbell's having hand surgery, so that's another obstacle out of the way for Zach Pascal. Uh, let me just run through these here. Preston Williams out for the year. The Rams don't know when Brandon Cooks is going to play again. Jacoby Brissett, MCL sprain. Jacoby Brissett has not been ruled out for this week, but, you know, we, we don't, it's probably not going to happen, but he hasn't been ruled out. David Johnson is expected back this week. And O.J. Howard is expected to play this week, and he might be a priority because he's facing the Cardinals and Cameron Braid's beat up. We'll talk about tight ends in a little bit. Uh, but as far as David Johnson coming back, you know, who on waivers this week would you actually drop Kenyon Drake for? i drop Kenyon Drake for whom? Maybe Ronald Jones, but I don't think, you know, unless you need a receiver, that's probably it. Not Crowder? Uh, that said, if you need a receiver, then I think it's, it's worth it. But, uh, you know, we don't know how long David Johnson's going to stay healthy for. You know, he's now got back, ankle, um, you know, banged up. Um, right. Are they going to, you know, make it a timeshare? Is he going to take the Chase Edmonds role when both were healthy mm-hmm. and Edmonds was productive in that regard? So I don't think you want to drop Kenyon Drake at all. Okay. And do you expect the following players? Matt Ryan at New Orleans. Yes. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes at Tennessee. I hope so. I didn't rank him. I don't think any of us did, but I hope he plays. Alvin Kamara against Atlanta. We're expecting him. James Conner against the Rams. Nope. T.Y. Hilton, no. 
AJ Green no. against Baltimore. Again, another guy trending in the right direction. Let's see if, what the Bengals say. Jared Cook against Atlanta. It sounds like he's got a chance. Jared yep. Cook, yeah. TJ Hawkinson at Chicago. Not as of now. Uh, okay, I thought I, I thought the, the they said it got he got the wind knocked out of him. So I'm hopeful for Hawkinson. The, the, I mean, you know, he had a concussion recently, so just keep an eye on it. Delaney Walker. After. Uh, Delaney Walker against Kansas City. He's also trending in the right direction. All right, fellas. You know what time it is. It's game time. It's Tully time. The top additions presented by Tullamore Players you should pick up off the waiver wire to help make your game time better. So we'll get to the uh, the top three at each position. Jamie, who are the quarterbacks we're looking at this week? It's an interesting group because I think, you know, there's Matt Moore would be very good if he has the chance to start, but uh, the best one is is Daniel Jones right now. You know, I think you just look at the matchup against the Jets. They're terrible the last two weeks. They've, you know, really shown their flaws as a defense, and I think he should play well. Uh, I'd put Ryan Tannehill second just because he's been consistent as a fantasy quarterback, and the Chiefs, especially on the road, could be a good situation for him. They've given up uh, four of the last five, three of the last four opposing quarterbacks to score at least 26 fantasy points. And then I'd put Matt Moore third. If you can't get Matt Moore, if you're just concerned about Matt Moore, then Brian Hoyer would be the third guy. But, you know, both guys are dealing with potentially being replaced. Where do you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on your Right after that. I think I might like him the best because they can't, they're not going to be able to run the ball. They're going to trail, and he will throw. Yeah, it but doesn't Col- matter who Col- he's throwing the to. The Colts have been good against quarterbacks. They've I know, only allowed I know. over 20 points uh, since week two. Yeah. Or, no, I'm sorry, none since week two. The last one they, since week three, uh, the last week one three, they allowed yeah. 20 points, points was, was Matt Ryan in week three. Yeah, and then that includes Mahomes and Watson, both failing to score 20 fantasy points against the Colts. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick's matchup. Um, I think he can get you like around. Like the way I wrote it in the, in the waiver wire story was like you're hoping for 18 points with Fitzpatrick, and he could probably get there. Okay, so so Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs. Four of the last four of the last six have scored 26 or more fantasy points against the Chiefs and six points for passing touchdown leagues. They're all pretty good. Uh, Stafford, Watson, Rodgers, and Cousins. And then Matt Moore. If you do, if you if you add Tannehill, I think you're hoping that Mahomes plays so that they're chasing points. Yes, yes, exactly. And we know they're worse away from Arrowhead. Daniel Jones at the Jets, and uh, the Jets were good against quarterbacks until two weeks ago. And the last two quarterbacks they faced Minshew and mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick, 29 fantasy points and six points for passing touchdown leagues. And really, no interest in Sam Darnold. Okay, we will talk about that uh, a little bit later. I'll throw out Mason Rudolph, Brian Hoyer. We'll see how you feel about them. Uh, Dave, the running back priorities. We'll start with Aaron Jones. Who else? Aaron Jones. Wow, he's out there in your league. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I you dropped spend him. your fab on him. him. <laughs> yeah, funny. Uh, Ronald Jones would be number one. I don't think Kareem Hunt necessarily qualifies because he's already owned in 78% of leagues. McKissick would be number two for me. Uh, Bob Powell might actually be number two for me if McK- if uh, if we learn about Le'Veon missing time. I think I'd rather have him than McKissick, but I'm not really excited about either one other than... I- I'm not excited about either one. Jones would be the one that I would be all in on. Um, that's really, you know, you could stash Darius Geis. Bellage. Yeah, I, I can't. Well, like, here's the thing. He's let, a, let, he, he is a warm body who might get you on a good week, seven non-PPR fantasy points and seven PPR points because I don't think he can catch the ball very well. Let's play the hypothetical of uh, Bellage versus Geis. Geis comes back and has the Jets in two week, week uh, 11. 
11. Yep. And Balazs Assuming has he's ready to go, yeah. And yeah, and Balazs has the Bills. And you know, who do you think you're going to prefer? I obviously have to see how things play out, but you, Adrian Peterson is playing well. And Balaj might get a lot of work, and the Bills have struggled against Mark Walton, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Adrian Peterson, all in their last three games. So, you know, like, talk about prioritizing Balaj versus Geis right now. This is a matter of, like they said, if you need a warm body, then you want to have Balaj because there's the chance of him getting those 15 touches or so that's been vacated by Mark Walton. And again, he scored in, uh, wasn't now two of his last four games. So, if they get down there, they've been using him anyway. Yeah. So that would be the, the 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 preferred choice. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Miles Gaskin or Patrick Laird as the guy taking over for Walton just to see what they have because Balaj stinks. And so it's just this is the argument of talent versus total touches. You know, so opportunity versus touches. You know, so and what I mean by opportunity, like, you know, McKissick and his opportunity is better than Kalen Balaj. Bilal Powell at this point, like you know, as I'm going through it during the show, um, you know, you, you probably want to speculate on Bilal Powell more so than half these guys just with the chance of we get to Wednesday or Thursday and Bell goes out to practice and they say, you know what, his knee is bad and they're not going to play him because the lost season and why would you waste your investment if, in fact, he's going to be on the team next year? So, you know, there, there's a lot of things at play. And so I, I think if you're just talking what's going to help your team more long term, you're clearly picking up Darius Guy. Like, Balaj is just, I'm completely yeah, yeah, stuck. Yeah. I have nobody this yeah, week. Yeah, Ronald Jones is owned already. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know, when we we do sixty five percent, it's really more to help the eight and ten team leagues. You know, most of the waiver wire guys that we're talking about here are the ones that are fifty percent or less. You know, so you know, for Balaj, I think you know it's the uh, the six teams on a buy, and and you didn't plan right when you did your draft, and then there's you know, oh, I got Mark Walton, he's gonna you know help me through this. Oh, bleep, you know, now I got to pivot to somebody else, and totally, you know. Or, or the Le'Veon Bell owner. you got to pivot to somebody else. Like, you'd rather take a flyer on, you know, Balazs than Geis because he's going to get touches, presumably. Well, I think if I'm the Le'Veon Bell owner, I'm going for Powell. Uh, agreed. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're, you're you're taking a chance on what's the better situation for you. But I was just answering your question. You know, Geis yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or but, Balazs, you know, so. But how would you rank Balazs versus Powell? And I think, you know, if you're the Bell owner. I, 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 I've, already, I've already switched it, you know, so I put Powell ahead of him. Just, you know, as, as again, as we're talking it through, it's just if we get to Wednesday or Thursday, you'd rather know that you picked up Powell already than picked up Balash. You okay. know, so, you know, I, I think like you can probably turn, like, I, I don't know how many people as we go through a 12 team league are definitely, especially non PPR are picking up Balash and McKissick and Powell and Edmonds, you know, so I think there will be one of those guys that passes through waivers unclaimed that you can then turn back to if Powell's not going to get any touches because Le'Veon's fine. Okay, so let's talk about wide receivers. And also, look, Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake, these guys might be out there. Damian Williams must own right now for sure. And Both of them. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I want to press you a little bit on McKissick here because he's got, he's got seven touches last week. He had seven touches. He hasn't had more than seven. So, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, he had to catch a I touchdown don't... pass. You're, so, you're, you're, talk, you're talking about a team that can't run the ball right now. So what's the what's the guy that's going to help you the most if you're stuck of that group? You know, and so it's not a, I have to have J.D. McKissick to start J.D. McKissick. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden morph into getting 15 touches per game. But, you know, think about the, the, the type of players that you want to compare him to. Tariq Cohen, good at times, not great. 
Duke Johnson's come on of late. You know, that's the type of guy that he is. He's going to be a minimal touch. Hopefully does something with it. Clearly better in PPR than non-PPR. So it's format specific for what you're talking about with these guys. Yeah. And he is facing the Bears who allow the sixth most receiving yards per game to running backs. That's J.D. McKissick. All right. Wide receiver is going to be a little bit more exciting. But you know what? Like you can't, people, you cannot go and make waiver claims if you don't have a good night's sleep, right? Getting sleep is very, very important. And that's why I want to talk to you about sleep number. And we all know how important sleeping is, but consider uh, someone you know who's in the military or a veteran and imagine how much a good night's sleep means to them. And that's why I'm telling you about this because of a great Veterans Day sale for sleep number. From military heroes to everyday heroes, the new sleep number 360 smart bed helps everyone Get the proven quality sleep that will change your life forever. And we all know it, right? I mean, it makes a big difference. If I'm not doing well today, it's because my son's been up since 4 in the morning, and it was not a very fun morning for us, but we've been up for a long time. So you need that sleep, everybody. And sleep number beds really help. Sleep number 360 smart beds, they sense your movements. They automatically adjust to keep you sleeping comfortably through the night. And hey, look, your wife, your husband, whoever likes the mattress different than you like it. Sleep number beds allow you to adjust on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support. And with the Sleep IQ technology inside the bed, it tracks how you're sleeping so you can know every morning how well you've slept and gain insights for your best sleep. So this could really, really help you out. And I really want you to take advantage of this Veterans Day sale. I know I'm going to be looking at it for sure. Experience the smart, effortless comfort of the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. Uh, and during the Veterans Day sale, save $1,000. $1,000 on the new Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. It's now only $1,799. Plus, Exclusive savings for military and vets. You're only going to find Sleep Number at one of their 600 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you at sleepnumber.com slash FFT. Sleepnumber.com slash FFT. All right. Good night, guys. You take it from here. (laughs) uh, uh, Wide receivers. Dave, give me your top priorities at wide receiver. Devontae Parker's at the top of the list. And this is a little bit different than Kalen Balaj because you think Dolphins and you get you know, the willies, but Devonte Parker has been pretty good this year. Good, safe floor uh, scored last week. And now with no Preston Williams there, pretty clearly he's the number one guy for Miami. And this is a team that's going to throw in every single game. They've got that bad run game, bad defense. They're going to chase points. Parker's going to get targets. So he's number one for me. I would put Crowder number two. If we learn that Le'Veon Bell was out, because I think he can continue to get targets. Um, uh, certainly consistently without Le'Veon there. And then after that, I just think you're, if you're looking for a receiver, maybe it's just for the next couple of weeks, Zach Pascal makes sense. AJ Brown makes sense. Then I think there's a drop off and, and you're looking at guys like BC Johnson. Uh, it's really like Andy Isabella's on my list, but I don't really feel great about him. I don't know if making one big play on Thursday night is going to catapult him into some serious playing time. You'll see Josh, Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. You'll see. You know what? Josh Reynolds needs to be on there. Thank you, Adam. Josh Reynolds should be. I, honestly, he should be right behind Devonte Parker because really? we don't know when Brandon Cooks is going to come back and he's going to be that third receiver in a passing offense. I'm OK making him the number two priority. That's so interesting because like he was such a disappointment last year after Cooper Cup got, got hurt. I was so like, oh, pick up, pick up Josh Reynolds, pick up Josh Reynolds. And he was such a dud. I know Cup and Cook, you know, they play different roles in the offense. Uh, Cooks, excuse me. 
and, and really, I'm surprised that you're so down on Jamison Crowder, even though you did have him like up to the top. But like, I being contingent on Le'Veon okay. Bell is is surprising to me. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited about Reynolds, so that's why I said what I said. Yes, I would put Crowder ahead of him, but I think there's a chance Brandon Cooks misses the rest of the way. Yeah, and so that means a lot of playing time for for Reynolds, and I don't think he's a must start receiver. Like I, I I think Devontae Parker at this point is a damn good flex. Yeah, I don't know. Crowder's a damn good flex at least in PPR leagues. I okay. don't know if anybody else that we're talking about would be a damn good anything other than a damn good bench guy to have. Okay, so just the the stat for Zach Pascal. So remember, I gave the stat. And I thought it would work for Robbie Anderson, and ended up working for Jamison Crowder. Now we have ten wide receivers who have had between six and nine targets against the Dolphins. Nine of them have had 76 yards or a touchdown. So I hope you can get there. Pascal had six targets last week. Um, he's had seven, two, seven, two, and six targets in his last five games. If he can get that six targets, he should have a good game against the Dolphins. Jamie, tight end priorities this week. Uh, Gerald Everett is one. And then it becomes a little bit dicey after that. Uh, Jack Doyle, you know, he's played well now in two games without T.Y. Hilton, so hopefully that continues. Um, I still think John Smith, you know, depending on what happens with uh, Delaney Walker, is is worth a look. You know, again, I think they'll be thrown against the Chiefs, so I like that setup for him. Howard is just to look at the matchup. You know, I, I think we're going to find out that Cameron Braith's a little bit more banged up than they let on. He went into the week hurt. He didn't play very much last week against Seattle, and so getting Howard back against the Cardinals, you know, the hope would be he takes advantage of that situation. Same thing with Derek Cook coming back. The tight ends for the Saints have been trending in the right direction. Cook with the two touchdowns before he got hurt, and then Josh Hill scoring as well. Uh, Gusecki's interesting. You know, without Preston Williams in there, we'll see if he continues to build off what he's done. Three of his last four games, at least eight or more PPR points, but he still hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and it is the Dolphins. So those would be the guys I'd be looking at right now. All right, that was a lot of names. Everett Doyle, John Smith, O.J. Howard, Jared Cook, and Gasicki. And honestly, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad of a week uh, for streaming tight ends. And then you have to rank them with guys like Jason Witten and uh, Eric Ebron and Greg Olson. You know, are would you put Everett ahead of all three of those guys? Oh, easy. Yeah. Who is? Do you have a definitive number two this week? Doyle. Do you like him better than Ebron? I like him better than Everett in PPR. But really? I wouldn't I wouldn't pick up Doyle over Everett but because he, Everett's got more of a long term. No love for Ryan Griffin. No, because Herndon's probably going to play at this point. I mean, the fact that they made him active, I know it was a procedural thing, but he's been trending toward playing, so at some point he's going to play. Yeah, he's another guy that you could consider picking up. I mean, the he's facing the Giants. Uh, yeah, sure. But I I I think because people are concerned that and rightfully so that Chris Herndon could come back, he won't be as popular. So let's just say you put in your waiver claims and you miss on Everett, you miss on Jared Cook, who I think would probably still be good. He's taken on Atlanta, he's got a chance to score. Uh, you miss on Gasicki, all these guys. You can double back for Griffin and cross your fingers that he'll catch a touchdown that counts. Okay, got some good options here. I mean, again, Atlanta's been awful against tight ends, and and as Jamie mentioned, the Sa- the Saints tight ends have been coming on lately. So Jared Cook, if Cameron Braid is out or limited, and OJ Howard gets the Cardinals, maybe he could actually have a good week. Uh, you might not be so desperate this week at tight end on the waiver wire. Let's talk about some football Sunday night and Monday night, and we'll start with Monday night football. 
And the Giants and the Cowboys. Cowboys 37, Giants 18. Dave, any big takeaways from this game? Well, look, you've got to give credit to the fastest player on the field, and that was Black Cat. (laughs) Black Cat. Unbelievable agility, great speed, and was smart enough to know that when its time was up, it went into the tunnel and its game was over. Pretty much. Props to Black Cat, who I I don't know why you haven't brought him up, Jamie. I think he's an interesting waiver claim this week. Next week. See him do it again. Okay. All right. Would have been great if he did this before Halloween, but... But fair enough. Uh, Michael Gallup saved your bacon with that touchdown. He was started in 80% of leagues. Three straight games with less than 50 yards for Michael Gallup. You know, Mm -hmm. do you think he's droppable? No. No. I think that's too strong. Okay. Like Maybe in an eight-team league where the waiver wire is loaded, sure. But he's, he's still a big part of this offense. He had six targets. I know that wasn't. Uh, that was fourth best on the team on Monday night, but it's still a decent crop. And when they get into games where they, I, I, I just think when they get into more competitive high scoring games, you'll see more from him. You saw Witten get nine targets. And after the game, Jason Garrett said that on a lot of their play action plays, Witten is the number one option. So they want to try and get the run going first, which makes sense if you're Dallas. And then after that, when they fake the run and go with play action, Witten is the number one guy there. It's kind of nuts when you think about it. This game wasn't competitive? Eh, by the end, it wasn't competitive. It was obviously by halftime. It was awesome. It was crazy. I mean, this just keeps happening to the Giants. Like, they're in the game, and then, oh, they lost by 21, I think, to the Patriots. They lost by 19 to the Cowboys. They suck. Yeah, they the run out of quarter. gas. Yeah. And, and they turn the ball over. If you own Evan Ingram, what are you thinking right now? I'm thinking I still have a startable fantasy tight end, but he's not a top three guy. I'm thinking he's going to destroy the Jets. Six catches for 48 yards for him. He has only two games this season with more than 54 yards, but he does have seven or more targets in all but one game this season. Uh, all right, I think we're pretty much good there. Baltimore. What about Golden Tate? Is he droppable? No. Nope. Well, I, I, Sterling Shepard, it sounds like he's coming back. Golden Tate had a kind of a rotten game, certainly a non-PPR. Wait a second. I, I didn't know that. It sounds like Shepard's coming back. No, I don't think that's the case. Well, we don't know if it is or if it isn't. He he practiced in full all week, and it sounded like he was going to come back, and then they pull him Sunday morning. They make the announcement. Back in the concussion protocol, that scares me a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't think you should expect him anytime soon. Okay. Then uh, maybe Tate's worth holding on to. I don't know why you would drop him anyway. Well, I think you can justify... You could maybe justify it in a non-PPR. In non-PPR. That's always yeah. Golden Tate, right? But no, I, he, I mean, I think he's going to be a must-start this week against the Jets. This is a tough yeah. matchup. The Cowboys have been very, very good against wide receivers this year. Uh, all right, Baltimore 37 and New England 20. All right, what a what a game. And Is that excitement I hear for a yeah, Patriots loss? No, no, no. I mean, look, I think it's. I really want them to play again because I really want to see the adjustments that, that Belichick, that the Belichicks will make going up against Lamar Jackson. Well, it'll be again. different because it'll be in Foxborough. And... Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't think there's a maybe. Ravens are a game behind them now, and they have the tiebreaker. They finish with the same record. That game could be in Baltimore. The game will be in Baltimore. Yeah, and we know the Patriots' schedule is not that easy coming up. Uh, By at Philadelphia, Dallas, at Houston, Kansas City, at Cincinnati, Buffalo, Miami. So, uh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> Sony Michelle going into his bye. Well, is there anybody? Are there anybody? Uh, any Patriots part of me that you think you actually could let go of right now going into the bye? Uh, Dorsett, I think is an easy one. 
you know, 50% ownership. I, I don't think anybody's dropping Michelle or White. Um, I Burke, think Burke has not owned enough. You know, you're not dropping Mohamed Sanu after the game he just had. So if Brady's your only quarterback and you like your bench, I think you can drop no, Tom Brady. I, I think, look at his freaking schedule. Tom Brady could be great at Philadelphia, then Dallas, at Houston, Kansas City at home, at Cincinnati. Once that bye is over, he's got four great matchups in five games. I I actually I called him a buy low yesterday. And I like he's not like a league winner. He doesn't have huge games, but they cannot run the football. And not only that, their next three opponents after the bye, they all maybe not Dallas, but I think all three of them have good run defenses. Philadelphia and Houston have been great lately. So I actually see some pretty good production coming up from Tom Brady. Sure. Could be. Do you yeah, think it's... Don't drop Tom Brady. You don't think so? Okay. No. I think if you had to, you could. I don't think anybody wants to do- drop Tom Brady. No. Uh, Marquise Brown, how, how owned do you think he should be? He's 73% owned. He should be owned. Yeah. And, you know, he was dropped because of the injury and their buy. So, look, he's their best receiver. It's not close. You know, they don't have anybody besides him at the receiver position. Obviously, they have Andrews. You know, you saw them get created with Nick Boyle. But, you know, at, at, at some point, we're going to see the targets go back up like they were the first couple of weeks of the season, and I think it'll start producing. Yeah, I think there's some buy-low potential here just because he, he did get a lot of Stephon Gilmore, which I think tells you how the Patriots feel about Marquise Brown. Uh, unfortunately, you do have, like, the Rams and the Bills coming up, but you got some good matchups in there as well. And same question I asked you about Evan Ingram. I'll ask you about Mark Andrews. How do you feel about Mark Andrews? He has 15 to 45 yards in five games out of, I think, seven this year. Uh, no, eight. Sorry. So, um, yeah, he's he's been kind of a dud since the first couple weeks. He has, but again, you know, unless you're going to move on to Everett or if you want to start streaming and go Doyle this week or until Hilton's out, you know, you, you can go that route. But I think, you know, you're still buying into a team that's lacking consistent pass catchers and at some point there'll be a stretch of games where he starts to play well so i would stick with him he plays at cincinnati this week so he's got a chance so are you telling me that you would prefer um you'd still prefer andrews over everett or would you make that swap i would still stick with andrews but it's close they're back to back in my rankings for this week both top eight all right, let's take Andrews a break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about who to drop, and then we'll get into every position. And I haven't said it yet, but the Ravens and the Colts are the two DSTs that are, you know, the, the top priorities this week. Uh, who do you like mm-hmm. better, guys, Ravens or Colts? Ravens. Ravens. Okay. And we'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We are back here on Fantasy Football Today. All right, guys, let's go through the potential drops. I want to know how you're feeling about these guys. Some going into a buy, some coming off bad weeks. Some with great matchups. And instead of drop them or keep them, let's call it Hold them or Fold them, baby. Hey, a new name. So, uh, look, our producer, Ben Schrager, is is standing, is looking at me. Do you know this song, Ben Schrager? 
Oh, okay. He knows yeah. it. Okay, good. <laughs> He's young. I don't know. This is, a, this is a song by Kenny Rogers, Millennials. Okay. Hold him or fold him. Robbie Anderson. Uh, Robbie Anderson with a good matchup against the Giants. Oh. What what type of confidence do you have in Robbie after he couldn't have a big game or even a decent game or even a so-so game against the Dolphins? You can fold the matchup. I think hold them or fold them. They sound too similar. So we're just going to go drop or keep. But at least we got to play the song. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald, drop him or keep him. You can drop Larry. I'd hold him for one more week just to see what happens against Tampa. Would you start him against Tampa? If I need somebody, yeah. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I go back and forth on Wentz because uh, after the bye, he's got the Patriots, and that's not going to be easy on him. But he's got some great matchups after that. So could I say drop him with the intention of getting him back? Yes, you can. He does have great matchups after that. Right. So I, I don't mind dropping him and then going right back to him, uh, you know, 10, 12 days from now. Okay. Adrian Peterson. Hold. Uh, Keep you, man. This is, this is another tough one because he's been playing so well, but we know Darius Geis is going to come back. Right. I, I, I would prefer I would prefer to hold him. Terry McLovin. Hold. I don't know how you're ever going to feel comfortable starting him with Haskins as his quarterback. Well, it might not be Haskins, right? That would be the ideal scenario. That's true. Who could yeah. be Keenum? If you can, hold on. Hold on tight, but hold on. if you need to move on, then move on. Hold on for one more day. Tariq Cohen. Three code. Uh, drop. Drop. I think so. Miles Sanders. Hold. Uh, hold. Uh, you know, I knew you guys were going to, oh, what do you do? What are you talking about? Uh, Miles Sanders is the worst type of player. He is too good to drop. Not necessarily good enough to start. And no. It doesn't, he's, a, he's a great bye week running back. Well, we're almost, we're almost out of bye weeks, and he's in a bye week. So that's what I'm talking I about. Know. Like You have Miles Sanders, and you got the opportunity to get Ronald Jones. Uh, you know, or, or and James. I need a running back? Fine. I mean, obviously, it's case-specific in situations like that with all of these players. But if you can hold them, you hold them. Okay. Frank Gore. Drop. You can drop him. Philip Dorsett. It's, it's Devin time, and that's part of the reason why you want to hang on to Miles Sanders is because his time will eventually come. Maybe. Uh, I think I think it takes a Howard injury for that to happen because of what the Eagles typically do. Howard's playing too well. That's the problem. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it makes Sanders a drop. Okay, uh, Philip Dorsett. We already talked about. You can drop him. Deontay Johnson. Would prefer to hold. Yep. Prefer to hold. Okay, Curtis Samuel. Hold. I I would, I would, kind of prefer to hold him. I could see myself dropping him. Would you drop Curtis Samuel for your favorite wide receiver this week, be it Parker or yeah, Crowder? Yeah, he's behind Parker and Crowder and, yep. and Pascal. Yep. Right. Greg Olson. Drop. You can kind of like the matchup for him this week. Kind of don't hate him this week, but if, if you can get your hands on Gerald Everett, you, you make that move. All right, Greg Olson. All right, let's let's uh, let's get back to the waiver wire here, and we've, we've given you sort of the shallower options. We'll get a little little deeper. Quarterbacks, uh, all right, so let's start with two guys who, as I say, deeper, uh, who are more than 80% owned. Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. Carr facing a team that gives up the sixth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks because teams run all over them. And then Jimmy Garoppolo 
who is facing Seattle. They give up the fifth most passing yards in the NFL. Seven of nine quarterbacks have scored 19 to 24 fantasy points. How much do you like Carr and Garoppolo this week? This is not about this week for Carr. This is about what's coming up for Carr. So if he somehow manages to play well this week, then that would only be a better situation for him because he has scored at least 23 fantasy points in his last two games. But after this week, he gets Cincinnati, the Jets, and Kansas City three games in a row. That's what you're hoping for for Derek Carr. Okay. Garoppolo is a good starter this week. Is he better? Is Garoppolo better than Daniel Jones, Matt Moore, Ryan Tannehill, et cetera? I say Not yes. Jones, but right after. I say yes. And Garoppolo is better than Carr this week, too. Okay. Uh, so so you're looking at Matt Moore. It's not a great matchup, but he's playing pretty well. Um, Tannehill against Kansas City, a better matchup. It, I'm sorry. We like Tannehill or, or Moore better? Tannehill. I currently have more one spot ahead of Tannehill, but I'll go back and the reason the reason you had Tannehill over more is two reasons. One's a better matchup for him. He's been playing better as a fantasy quarterback, and there's the obvious situation of you don't want to pick up Matt Moore, and then we find out by the end of the week. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So then we also have Ryan Fitzpatrick at Indianapolis or home against Indianapolis. Uh, no, at Indianapolis. Brian Hoyer home against Miami. And yeah, who- Hoyer should be added instead of Fitzpatrick over Fitzpatrick. I agree. Okay. You just have to keep an eye on... Uh, it's the same thing set. with Matt Moore. You could stash Nick Foles. Would you wait to pick up Hoyer then? Because you don't want to add him and then find out that he's useless because Brissett's back. Same just, I think it depends on what your like waiver claims and your your order of that, how that goes. If it's fab, I think you spend the, the buck on Hoyer just to have him. Uh, what well, about, would you rather spend oh, the sorry. buck on Fitzpatrick or Tannehill? I'd rather spend the buck on Fitzpat- on Tannehill anyway. So, yes. Sure. But... Um, if you're talking about the the rush to get Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't think it's there. So I'd rather just get Hoyer now. Okay, what about Sam Darnold against Giants? Uh, you, you've talked me into putting him in the story as a close your eyes and pray. Okay. That's how he plays quarterback. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I put him one spot ahead of Foles. It's really so amazing everybody else. how bad he has been. Uh, Mason Rudolph against the Rams. No interest. You'd you'd have to whiff on everybody else that we've talked about. Kyle Allen at Green Bay. You'd have to whiff on everybody that we've talked about except Mason Rudolph. Okay. And who does Baker Mayfield have this week? I'm sorry. Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay, we're gonna so we're gonna say they're gonna run like crazy in that game. We're gonna say it over there. Running backs. Okay, we've got obviously Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams, Kareem Hunt. And they're all 78% owned or more. Ty Johnson, we haven't really talked about him as an ad, but he did have 12 touches. He had nine carries and three catches. And so that's 14, eight, and 12 touches in his last three games. The Bears have been bad against the run and uh, since the Ayers injury, or, uh, and, um, sorry, since the Hicks injury. The Hicks injury. My bad. And Eddie Goldman got hurt against Philadelphia. So, just want to throw Ty Johnson's name out there. What's your level of interest? None. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested, and I suspect the Lions are going to try and find a better solution than Ty Johnson. I'd be surprised if he led them in touches this week. Okay. What about Daryl Henderson? We haven't talked about him. 46% owned. He's had 11 carries two straight weeks. I'd be shocked if Malcolm Brown's not back. And you think he just he just kind of takes that job back, or they split well, it? Well, he just becomes a a, a right. muddled situation as the second guy behind Gurley. 
All right, so we've given you a lot of the, the running back priorities. It's Ronald Jones, can stash Darius Geis. We like J.D. McKissick. He's got a good matchup as a pass-catching running back against the Bears, and maybe he gets more work. Um, Jay Ajayi is a name that we keep getting asked about. Do you think he surfaces this week? Is, is Jay Ajayi worth getting? I would imagine by the time you're making your waiver claims, we'll know because they would probably make that announcement today. Typically, that's when these moves happen or on Tuesday. So, you know, if he's added, then, you know, you probably prioritize him, let's say, over Balaj. I'd probably still take a chance on Powell over him. And again, if you're looking long term, I'd rather have Geis. Jones is in a different category. But, you know, he would presumably step in as the lead running back for Detroit. And that would be something you'd want to at least take a flyer on. Okay. It's been been so fruitful <laughs> so far. <laughs> well, I mean that's why we that's why we haven't really been that excited about Ajayi because nobody seems excited about Ajayi. No none about in the NFL and if he goes to the Lions, it's just not a good situation. If nope, they sign I'll tell you what you need to know about well, how they feel about their other running backs. And there are two teams that need a running back and he's not going to those two teams and that's Miami and the Jets. So if they sign Jay Ajayi, would you rather have JD McKissick or or Ajayi? Ajayi. Ajayi. Okay. Uh, Balage, yeah, Balage, We like Powell more than Balage now, right? We established that. Yep. Trey Edmonds, twelve carries, the only good run of the game for the Steelers. Uh, that was a forty-five yard dash. He faces the Rams. They've been very good against the run lately, and three point eight yards per carry to running backs. So not a great matchup. But Trey Edmonds gets some work. There's always Alexander Madison. There's Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards probably gets more carries inside the five than than just about any running back on waivers, and he did score. He last converted week. one. Yeah, he finally did. Whereas Mark Ingram didn't. It was a big role reversal. And this could be a game where they're playing with the lead, and they maybe give him some carries late, especially coming off a short week. Yeah, they got the Bengals. We know how how good of a matchup that is. Uh, all right, so those are your your running backs. Wide receivers. Well, you could okay. We haven't talked about Christian Kirk. He's seventy eight percent owned. First of all, don't drop him. Second, if you see no. him, if you see him available, is Kirk the top priority? Um, no, I'd still rather have Parker and yep. Crowder, but he'd be third. Yep. Okay. He's at Tampa Bay. They give up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Ten wide receivers have scored fourteen or more fantasy points in PPR against the Bucks. Nine of them have had nine or more targets, and Kirk has had that th- in three of six games. So. You know, he might you might be starting Kirk this week. Mike Williams is another guy you could look for. He's at Oakland. They allow the second most fantasy points. What's his receivers. ownership percentage, Adam? Seventy four percent. Yeah, so yeah, that would be a pretty good one to to look into. Yeah, like how you guys feel about Christian Kirk, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown. They're all owned in about the same amount of leagues. About seventy five percent. Kirk, Mike yeah, Williams, I, Brown. I think I'd feel best about Mike Williams from that threesome. And then I, I feel like you're taking a chance either way with Kirk and Brown. Probably prefer Kirk and PPR and Brown and none. Okay, Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder, Zach Pascal. Then we've got Josh Gordon, who's 60% owned. Cole Beasley, who's caught a touchdown in three straight games, but he only has two or three catches in four straight games. Uh, but Beasley is facing the Browns. BC Johnson, assuming Adam Thielen's out, he'll be at Dallas. Dallas has not allowed a touchdown or more than 10 PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in any of their home games. How about that? So BC Johnson, Josh Reynolds, Hunter Renfro, Alex Erickson, who's been crushing it for the Bengals, 
and Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn's fun because like mm. home against Atlanta at yep. Tampa Bay, home against Carolina at Atlanta. Ted Ginn's a little he's a he's a he's a nice fun flyer. I said a lot of names there. Josh Gordon, Cole Beasley, BC Johnson, Josh Reynolds, Hunter Renfro, Alex Erickson, Ted Ginn. Thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I don't Interesting. I don't they're all guys that are there isn't one there that's a go out and get him now. Not Reynolds. I thought you okay, not Reynolds. You seem somewhat uh, okay. more excited about I, him earlier. I take it back. Reynolds would be one of the, that guy from that group. Okay. I've got a bunch of whatabouts. So what about these guys? Nobody named Bob, unfortunately. Corey Davis and AJ Brown against Kansas City. I don't it's, hate it's Brown. So hard to say that either one's gonna be good. Brown would be the better of the two. Especially against all of a sudden a team that's been very, very good against wide receivers, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Debo Samuel against Seattle. Same. Yeah, I, I would rather trust AJ Brown than Debo. Can we just AJ get... Brown's given you at least nine PPR points each of the last three weeks? Can we just so. get to uh, Monday Night Football already? <laughs> yeah. Seattle, San Francisco. Can't yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Taylor Gabriel. It's been pretty involved. Only three targets, but 69 yards of Philadelphia. Taylor Gabriel against Detroit. Laquan Treadwell at Dallas. He's had, Gabriel's had nine PPR points each of his last two games. It's, you know, big plays more so than volume. So a little bit risky with him. And Treadwell, I don't know if anybody feels good trusting him. You already talked about the stat of receivers going up against Dallas. Yep. Now we're talking about a guy who... What is it, a fourth-year breakout? Yeah, we'll he just say no. zero for the first three years. <laughs> we'll just say no. Uh, yeah, say no. All right, a lot of tight ends. So Darren Fells, Jason Witten. Fel- is Fells worth holding on to? In- no. No? I don't think so. Uh, it just depends if he can. If he can, I would. He's part of the streaming conversation, right? I don't think he's a locked-in starter. Well, I'd say he's on the high end of the streaming conversation, and I think he's a low-end starter. So he sort of falls in that purgatory spot of if you don't have a good tight end, I'd still stick with him. Purgatory, I like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I, if you, like that if, that's if, every tight end. If, you're, if, you're, if he's your guy and the only guy on waivers is Gasecki, I'm going to still stick with Fells. I'm not going to drop Fells. You might have to, though. Oh, if you have to, it's a different story. Well, he's but on a buy, so you need at, someone. At Baltimore, Indianapolis at home, New England at home, or three matchups after his buy. After the buy. And yeah, Fells... Fells, does he lead all tight? Does he still lead all tight ends? Touchdown? Yep, he got the most touchdown catches among tight ends. But he gets like seven targets, two targets, six targets, one. I think like every other week he gets targets. Uh, Jason Witten, you would. So what drop, happens with the buy? Does that count as the I, other? Week? I think I. I hope so. No, I hope not because this would be a high right. target week coming up for Fells. Uh, Jason Witten just had his his best game of the year, and now he will face Minnesota. They have been. They they don't allow touchdowns to tight ends. Uh, they haven't no. allowed one yet, but they give up some yards. Uh, but he hasn't scored touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. Priority list uh, is Gerald Everett, Jack Doyle, Jonu Smith, O.J. Howard. If Cameron Braid's out, where does O.J. Howard go on this list? Same spot. All right. No one's gonna want to trust O.J. Howard. Jared Cook. Mike Gesicki, Jacob Hollister, bad matchup for him. San Francisco allows the fewest fantasy points but they to tight ends, but San Francisco hasn't really been tested. And they could take a look at Chris Herndon against the Giants, Vance McDonald. So the Rams actually have been brutal. They've allowed 74 yards or a touchdown to a tight end in six straight games. 
the Rams, and that's that's who Vance McDonald gets. So that's mm-hmm. a crazy good matchup right now. Now, granted, there's some good tight ends in there, but also Demetrius Harris caught a touchdown. Cameron Brake caught a touchdown. Tyler Eifert had, I think, 74 yards. And Noah Fant, maybe a stash. Any interest in stashing Dallas Goddard? No. How about Kyle Rudolph or Irv Smith at Dallas this week? I would prefer to pick a different tight end. If Chris, the Hurd- thing is, in in the two yeah. games where Thielen has either two of the three games where either Thielen has left or missed, he scored a touchdown. All right, DSTs: Ravens, Colts, Chargers. Ravens and Colts are ahead of the pack by far. Do you? The Chargers got better with with Melvin Ingram back last week, as Will Brinson pointed out yesterday. 100%. They're at Oakland, which can't be that good of a matchup. Oakland's, you know, they're solid. Um, would you go with the Chargers, or would you drop down to like the Giants or the Jets? They face each other, or how about the Lions at the Bears? I'd probably go Giants. I would too. Okay, and your thoughts on the Saints this week? Seventy-eight percent owned facing the Falcons. I love them. Yeah. Okay. I'll get some turnovers. Will Lutz, Zane Gonzalez, Chris Boswell. These are kickers you can pick up. Will Lutz, Zane Gonzalez, Chris Boswell. Boswell, where's the money, Badger? <laughs> on waivers. <laughs> he had what four field goals, Mike Badgley? He's good. He is good. Yeah. He should be on this list. Yes. Yeah, I usually only do three though. Well, do four. He's a hurricane. Do four. We've earned it. <laughs> we have. With that shellacking of our arch rival. We've earned it. Oh, my gosh. One game and we've earned it. Okay. I just want everybody to know. I'm sorry I'm waiting an hour to tell you this. Last night was one of the most thrilling fantasy victories I've ever had. I won a league on the fumble recovery for a touchdown with 22 seconds left. I love it. I was so happy. Thank did, you, did, Cowboys DST. Did, were you jumping on your couch? In your I, I wasn't, but I was so downtrodden. That fourth quarter was so depressing. I was mad. I was cursing. I was being a big baby. and Because I was also losing fantasy weeks in the process, including one to Heath, which sucks. But then, bam, win that league on that play. It was just, thank you for being... If the Giants are going to be bad, you might as well be so bad that you win me a week. I appreciate it. All right, that's it for the Waiver Wire Show. We'll come back tomorrow with some buy low, sell high, look at some playoff matchups. You forgot another kicker. Oh, uh, who was that? Oh, the headset guy. All right, that's it for Jamie and Dave and Adam. Uh, Later. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.